Shotgun look Baker. Good snap, looking to his left, looking for the ball toward the end zone, toward Evans. He makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans. This is Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters. Hooters, the official wing joint since 1983. Now your co-hosts, former Buccaneers guard Ali Marpet and Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. I am team reporter Casey Phillips, joined by two incredibly special guests. This is our first week to do this show this year, and we got big things. First of all, we got Ali Marpet co-hosting with me every single week. You know what? I know all the Bucks fans missed him. We had to bring him back. And then uh- Al, also, in addition to Ali, we have Rashad White, RB1 taking time out to join us. Rashad, thank you so much for taking time out in a busy game week and coming off that window to hang out with us for a bit. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, you get to be the first guest on with me and Allie. So you are our guinea pig uh, to figure out how this works with me and Allie co-hosting together. Allie said he was a little nervous before we started. So I've been out of the game now for a little bit. So the the media training might have worn off. So we'll see what how this plays out. But I think I think we'll figure it out as we go. Yeah, I'm sure all the listeners are really hoping it actually did wear off. You're, you know, some of the polish maybe is gone. Uh, so Rashad, tell me, starting out with a W, got to feel incredibly good week one, especially on the road and in such a tough place to play. And of course, we're all the doubters. We're saying you guys were the underdog. We're picking you guys. So how did that feel to come away with that win in particular? Um, Yeah, just all that we, you know, been hearing and been through this all season and uh, you know, just the new team, the regime and the shape of the dynamic of the locker room and how we all have came together this all season to work hard and, you know, play together and play for one another just to, yeah. And obviously, you know, the odds were stacked against us for sure to win. It was, it was great. It was great to go up there and uh, play hard, play a good a good opponent like, you know, the Vikings and come out with the dub and you just see, you know, the passion, the fire and the fight in this team. And, you know, that's a lot. It means a lot. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be really interesting. Like week one, you don't really know, especially with the newish roster, right? Like what are the dynamics pregame at halftime, even like postgame, like how, like all that like energy that you get, like a, a, in a, an actual locker room, like how that actually plays out. I'm sure that was pr- uh, pretty awesome, at least seeing who, who's the, who are the talkers, who, when the bullets are actually kind of flying, uh, like who's uh, getting everybody amped up, that kind of stuff is cool. So, yeah. Yeah, did you learn some things about people, uh, Rashad, about the the week one? Especially, I mean, you got a lot of new people on this roster now. Yeah, I mean, you just see it. Uh, the fight, the grit, obviously, like, you know, the the tough and physical plays that, you know, Baker made and we all made Mike and Chris, obviously the leaders. And, you know, just sitting the line, they do their work and keep scrapping and keep fighting. Uh, and, you know, we all just keep crawling, the tight ends. I mean, you've just seen a lot. You've seen it all come together to just keep falling, regardless of things wasn't going our way at first. It was ugly. You know, we was trying to figure it out, like Ali said. And, you know, not just the talkers, but like he said, just going into the game, the game plan, Coach Canals, you know, new running back coach, Coach Pete. And, you know, everybody just sticking together, believing one another. It was just – it was a it was a great thing to see for sure. Like, we never panicking, things like that. Like, it, it was kind of like – just that same feel, like having that great defense, just the same feel as last year, though. Like, we we going to have a chance, you know. We're going to have a chance at the end of this thing to close it out. Yeah, that's got to be cool for you guys on the offense to know that and feel that, that you know that the defense has your back no matter what. And, and especially early on in the game, 
I know, like you said, offense had a little bit of a slower start. How much do you think this was about, there are so many new pieces, y'all hadn't played together a ton in preseason. Um, and then how much was it about what the Vikings were doing and, and their defensive scheme? Uh, of course, I mean, I, I give hats off to the Vikings for sure. I mean, they defensive scheme, Coach Flores and things like that, things they did, you know, them, them things we won't see probably for the rest of the year. But, I mean, I just think, yeah, as well as just our new pieces. I mean, obviously our chemistry, things like that. I mean, um, the certain plays that was called, we got the looks and we got what we wanted. It was just, you know, we was probably off just by a little bit and things like that. So I'll say, of course, our new pieces, obviously, you know, our line, yes, playing a full game together, me playing a full game uh, with the line. And obviously we're just trying to get things to mesh in, in, in our scheme and, and what we're trying to do in a run game. Uh, for sure, that played a part of like the slow start. And obviously, you know, Coach Canals and, and being the first time play caller, it all played a part, but it was just great to see as like, we got it going in the flow of the game and the confidence, uh, all the guys had the confidence still and things like that and how it all came together. Yeah, I feel like the rhythm that we what you talk about as like an offense is so like elusive, especially with so many new pieces that I mean, we've obviously talked about, but like, and then also on the road, right? Like from a communication standpoint, you take that for granted, but like, that's a huge factor that like when you have so many different pieces, you know, you're trying to feel out how each other play, how you communicate, and you can't even really communicate. That just yeah. adds the difficulty. But so it's like it makes it all that much more, at least impressive, I think, uh, at least uh, outside looking in, because I know how much, how difficult that that task is. So, yeah. Yeah, you guys didn't have a uh, false start penalty which I think is incredibly impressive, especially in a place like that in a dome and you got a whole new offensive line and a new play caller. And I mean, I just feel like having so few pre-snap penalties um, was a really big deal. Rashad, why do you feel like you guys were able to already pull something like that off week one with all this new stuff in a very tough place to play? Is there something specific that you feel like they were doing preparation wise that you guys as an offense were even when you were struggling to get a start, it wasn't necessarily from just like a sloppiness, maybe, or, you know, some of those pre-snap penalties you might've expected. Yeah. I mean, for us, I mean, the biggest thing was just coaching. Um, you know, obviously we went all week on the silent, you know, we had like school chance and practice like to try to prepare us as best as, you know, as, 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 as they could, like, you know, as coach Bozeman could. So I'll say that and just us being locked in. I mean, I just remember in the huddle one time, we was like, we're going to go on three on here, like on the third, you know, on the third silent count. And we all keep, uh, you know, before we finna uh, snap the ball or go out and break the huddle, we all kept reiterating it to each other, like, hey, on three, remember on three, on the triple, on the triple. So uh, just that communication, man. And I just remember times in the game, um, you know, we all just talking to each other. Like, I remember I was spread out, like, in, like, a wing slash formation. I mean, a wing, a wing position. And then Mike was, like, like trying to hear or see the signal that Bake had. And I'm sitting there doing a signal to him and, you know, just communicate. It was just, like, amazing just to see us all, you know, communicate and go in with a plan. But, like I said, just practice. We prepared all week for for it and, you know, came together. Um, you know, we came up with signals ourselves for the O-line because we knew it would be quiet to the running back to pick up the, you know, the the blitz protect, the blitzes that, you know, Coach Flores was going to send and the, the Vikings players was going to do. So it was just great. It was just, I mean, through practice and, just us wanting to, you know, play with one another, play for one another and really win. Those details are so important. Like those extra like little like communication things, like just this little subtle hand signals, like it allows you to play 
so much faster. And like those, that's what I'm saying. That's like where I want to like emphasize the difficulty of new group uh, away and all that stuff. So being able to navigate that stuff, like I know that sounds silly, like the the on three, how difficult that is, but like to get everybody on the same page when it's that loud and there's that much energy actually is like, I respect the heck out of it. And so I'm also curious a little bit because I feel like from a rhythm standpoint and the first half, it felt like there was, a struggle to get to where you guys wanted to be, but in the second half felt a little bit different, at least offensively. Um, is there something that you feel changed? At least I know in halftime adjustments are maybe more limited than I think most people think they are, but like, do you think, was there a change in maybe energy or something that changed from like a confidence or something um, for you guys? Uh, I mean, honestly for us, it was, I mean, the slow start, but the biggest thing, I mean, you know how it go. You play offense. The biggest thing is just getting over that hump of the third down. If an offense could get that first third down, then the drive is going to flow. Like, if you know, y'all together, y'all on the same page, and obviously, you know, you have some great play calling. So that that's just what we kept reiterating to one another. Like, you know, it, we was kind of, you know, kept getting off the field. They kept getting us off the field on third down. So that was the biggest thing. And then obviously just getting that pick, Um, you know, Izzy getting that pick, man, going to – you know, about to go into half, and we was able to get the ball and, uh, you know, put together a drive, and we started going up tempo and, and things like that. Obviously, you know, that switched things up. But, I mean, just understanding I, what they was doing, kind of, you know, we was paying attention to the whole game of they signal calls, and I just remember, like, Bate came in the locker room, like, I mean, literally at halftime, he said, I got it. Like, we got all these signals. Like, we in there talking, like, as an office. Like, he like, I know all these signals. If they do this, they're going into cover two. They do this, they're going into cover three. Every time I alert this, they drop him, and they do this signal, they drop him back to this. And I'm like, wow, like, you know, that's amazing because, I mean, like, I'm, I know certain coverages, but I'm, I don't know a lot like that. But I would just listen to him, and we would just listen to him, and we just kind of understood. And then in the run game, we just wanted to keep, regardless of what the average looked like and what it was, um, you know, we wanted to keep trying to be physical as we can and just keep running and never give up on it, you know. So uh, that's a tremendous thing that Coach Canals did. Um, and, you know, it all panned out and worked out together. That's awesome. Uh, Ali Marpet, Casey Phillips here with Rashad White. Um, you mentioned Baker and uh, some of the grittiness that he pulled out at the end. And this is our first game that counts that we're getting a chance to see him as the starting quarterback. So I'd love to hear just your thoughts on his game overall. And then just uh, for you, what you like about him, what you've learned about him as you've watched him uh, join the team and then go through the whole quarterback competition process. Um, honestly, I mean, yeah, the game, like, like, I mean, biggest thing is like, you seen him, he was trying to fill the game out. I mean, you know, he never tried to force anything that's like that. I mean, I just feel like he made the right plays regardless what the stats was in the first half. It was certain, uh, certain looks of certain, um, balls and things like that, certain pressures that got him out the gate, but you know, he made fantastic, uh, fantastic plays, just getting out the pocket, things like that. Like making a defender miss in the backfield a couple of times. It was like, you know, amazing to see. And then obviously when he did turn around and the pressure in his face, he got rid of the ball. If it was a pass or if it was like, you know, a ball in the, in the ground, instead of, you know, trying to do something, you know, that, you know, do something or try to force anything and make, make a play for the team. So I, I feel like he just stuck with it. He stuck with it. And you know, you everybody's seen the grit plays at the end. You know, he's stiff forming the guy at a corner and stuff, getting pulling the ball on the inside zone. And then uh just um, 
um, we had a play drawn up and I mean, they get, did a good job of like sending some pressure and things like that and uh, trying to disrupt the play. And at the end of the game, yeah, he closed it out with like a little six yard third down run or something like that. And, you know, he got like clothesline or like helmet got snagged or something like that. And they didn't call nothing, but you just see him, man. You just see, the, you just seen the fire all game. Like, I mean, I seen dudes like trying to hit him while he's going out of bounds and, you know, he lowering his shoulder and like, like knocking the dude down and then he, you know, some dudes in his face and he pushing them out the way, like, you know, like get off my sideline type uh, type deal. It was just like, you know, it was great to see, like, especially as like a whole offense, the quarterback got that juice and got that energy and got that fire to him. It was awesome. Was he trying to come for your uh, stiff arm uh, record that you had in uh, against Seattle last year? Are you telling him you got to teach him a few things before he's on your level? Hey, he was uh he did a good job actually. He did a real good job. He did a real good job. So I'm like, you know, I gotta get back to in my bag. He got I mean, you know, like he did a better job than me this game at, at the stiff for him. So I was like, I gotta get back in my bag, but bag. But yeah, he I guess he challenging me. So, you know, I gotta, you know, come with it. That's good. I like that. Allie, I know you uh you didn't ever have a true quarterback competition um happening while you were on the team and so it's it's not a super common thing that's happened around here in a while um what are the challenges of that that you remember even of like if you're picturing you know what Rashad's doing what the offensive line do, is doing when you knew there was a quarterback competition going on what came to your mind about the challenges of that for the rest of the offense yeah it's like it's, it's the stuff that I was alluding to before and Rashad was saying like the subtlety of communication and just like feel that you have like like a really offense is 11 guys on the same page and it all really needs to work together. And the way that it works together is by like knowing what the guy next to you is doing and kind of how they're going to be playing it. And when you have two different pieces that are, you know, may play it a little bit differently, it just makes it so much harder to chase that like elusive rhythm as I was saying earlier. So like, I couldn't, I really can't imagine like it's, it's, it seems like an extremely challenging thing to do. Obviously you gotta go through the process and find out who's going to help you, you know, you win the most, but like at the end of the day, that feel that you have for each other, is just like, uh, it's it's difficult to come by and it only happens through experience and through reps and through building confidence with each other. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be refreshing too to feel like, you know what, while we're in the process of figuring all this out, we got to win, you know, that that's got to be really nice week one to just feel like, you know what, as much as we've been, you know, early on in a new offense and a new system and everything, we got the win. And so it's like, feels probably like, man, we've got this kind of more figured out now, which is, which is really great. Um, all right. We are going to take a quick break here. We are going to have more coming up on Buccaneers total access with Rashad white brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers radio. Buccaneers total access continues brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Back to your co-hosts, Ali Marpet and Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Casey Phillips here with Ali Marpet, joined by running back Rashad White. Uh, we were talking about that big win up in Minnesota, and um, I know we also, I, I wanted to talk about this, Trey Palmer, this guy, just a touchdown machine. I also enjoyed that, did I see Rashad that maybe you joined in on his uh, celebration dance a little bit with him when he scored? Yeah, yeah, I joined in with uh, Trey. We call him Lil Ray Ray in the locker room, but yeah, Trey. Tell me, I love this dance. Do we know where it came from and and why it's his thing? Um, honestly, I I don't even know. I don't know if it was off of TikTok. It was off of something though, like like uh, social media, or it's off like a game or something. Because I remember seeing it before, like before he came and started doing it. But 
Nah, it's just funny. I think it's just his thing. It's just his swag. So, yeah, just to, you know, join along with him. I remember I was talking to him on the sideline before we even went back out there. He was, you know, we was laughing, joking, like, you know, man, it's, we just you know, love to play football. And like, this, like, come on, just, we got to treat this like backyard football. Like, we've just been playing this game our whole life and just go out there, have fun. And we was like, yeah, let's go out there, have fun. And then he ended up scoring a touchdown. So I was just like, let me join in with him and, you know, enjoy that moment. That's Morning. awesome. Allie, I feel like you never really did many a celebration. So, like, my biggest regret in my career, I didn't have any real cool celebration. I didn't take put the time in to come up with any sort of fun uh, group celebration. So, Rashad, I'm telling you, figure out something. It takes five minutes after practice with the O-line and figure out something, some celebration uh, so that you guys can do together. It'll be something they'll remember forever, I, I guarantee it. Like, I couldn't even imagine, though. I couldn't even come up with one, Rashad. Like, how do you even come up with a celebration? Like, uh, you just do, like, you know, like, I mean, you just look at things. Like, I mean, like, I mean, for me, I, don't, I ain't going to want to spoil it. What I want to do with the online, okay. we're going to eventually do. But, like, you just see things. I mean, movies or anything, like, that just you think would be cool and you think it'll fit. And then you just try to do it. You do something that'll make you, like, go viral. So, like, the thing I'm I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to set up with the online is, and, uh, you know, some of the offensive players, when we when we score, like, uh, I'm going to try to have us do something that make it that make go viral. Like, everybody going to know what it is because it's, like, historic uh, where it came from. So. So it'd be awesome. Wow. I like the tease. That was impressive, Rashad. I feel like you set up a lot of anticipation for watching this. This is going to be fun. And we were talking before the show about the importance of the offensive line for a running back. And so I feel like I love that it sounded like you already knew to include them in this. Is it, oh, yeah, uh, sure. yeah, is it fair that you kind of already knew like, man, this is important for me that these guys like me so that I don't get killed out here. Tell me the ways you have tried to bond with your O-line. I mean, we just talk a lot. We just hang. We just kick it. I mean, we eat together at the lunch table in the cafeteria in the, at the facility. Uh, I remember before the season, I, I keep trying to get them to come outside with me, not not like party or club, but like one time I was trying to have them go paintballing with me, but it was in training camp and stuff like that. But, you know, everybody be tired and stuff, you know, especially O-line. So, I, you know, I was kind of some slack, but just the dinners and things like that, like I try to join in with them, you know, they do the O-line dinner. So, I mean, just try to be around. I'm like, I'm really kind of probably annoying to them, but that's how it should be though. You know, it's like, I'm like the little brother, you know, and they like the big brothers and you know the little brother always gotta I mean be annoying to the big brother so you know I just be you know all up in their grill I'll I be doing like like funny things like um like uh for example like it's the thing like they go viral on like TikTok it's like TikTokers and the guy always be like you know like true poppy munyano and just stuff like that so I just go by annoying uh and they be like do you always say that like why are you always saying that why are you whispering that in my ear but it's just like funny stuff that we do like and we uh kick it there, there are two things. One, I love the idea of Rashad like scrolling through TikTok for like like celebration notes, like <laughs> like you know, like doing some research for the celebrations, which yeah. is fantastic. Um, but secondly, uh, for the O line dinners, I'm just telling you, you, you don't have, you don't totally don't have to do this. But we've had running backs come to O line dinners, and it's the best. I think when when running backs are around for you know whatever Thursday night dinners, that's that's the uh, uh, it's great fellowship. But I'll say this, a fantastic investment you can make is, you know, you have you have a great game, maybe throwing for dinner, you know, it's just. It's yeah, yeah for sure. I, I, I already, all that, yeah, 
all that already been planned, like gifts and things like that. So look like, at that. Yeah. Allie's so proud of you. Like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to like, yeah, look out for sure. And then, yeah, I, uh, for me with the O-line, I, I always remember watching like Le'Veon and he, they would do stuff as an O-line. Like I remember one time somebody was on the all fours and he was like bench pressing it. Some of the linemen was like spotting them and they was doing all kinds of stuff like up in Pittsburgh. So, I mean, I just come up with like, you know, like some other own thoughts and I don't want to try to steal like Le'Veon thing or something like that. But it's other things like, that I want to include them in. And it's going to be funny, but it's going to be like, it's going to be good. Like, it, it, it needs some practice, though, because it's some moves. And you know how y'all be sometimes. Y'all really got the best moves. But we're going we're gonna to practice it a lot until we can get to somewhat of it. Did you hear that he said you guys don't have the best moves? That's what I heard. Like, I wish I could, like, say that it's not true, but I think you got to pick your right guy. I don't know who's going to – I just don't – I wouldn't pick Luke. I wouldn't put, pick Cody. <laughs> We're going to just do it as, like, uh, online and then uh, try to have the receivers join in and tight ends. So, we're going to try to do, like, a big, like, whole office celebration group. They'll all save it. It takes – it takes a, it honestly takes some time, though. You got to take some time after practice. You don't want to get up yeah. there and panic and not know what to do, you know. Yeah, for sure. That's great. I can't wait to see this now. I'm so excited. Allie Marpet and Casey Phillips talking to Rashad White. Um, another exciting thing from that game, uh, Antoine getting his sack, force fumble, recovery, all of that. And against his dad's old team, his hometown team, that also gave him 10 career sacks, which is the most by safety in franchise history, which is wild. So Rashad, tell me what it has been like to watch a guy like Antoine, and as someone who occasionally has to pick up the odd blitzer, uh, why has Antoine just been such a force with this? And just what has it been like to watch a guy like him uh, blossom so early on in his career? Yeah, nah, it's honestly just been amazing. I remember, yeah, he, uh, I mean, I think he had like got pressure on Kurt early on before he got that um you know the force thing and uh, I remember him I remember looking at the jumbotron on the bench and seeing him hit like uh Madison with like a move that I see him work and practice and do and practice it was like wow that's just crazy you know but um it's just amazing man I I I I, I don't even know what to say about Twan like I've got a smile on my face man he's a great dude man he worked hard man and he just got got it like you know some dudes that just have it like Twan just have it man you could just tell man great instincts he really care about what he does literally and you know he go hard man and he a great ball player like he just studies and he really want to be great at this so it just be amazing like I'm always picking his brain like even before practice and things like that I just he'd be stretching we'd be over there just talking and I'd be trying to stretch and things like that too and we all we just be over there just picking each other brain and talking a lot so it was just great to see that it was great to see that for sure I have a question. Do you guys still do one-on-one uh, -on -one, like uh, pass pro, like training camps up with linebackers or it's a kind of like a physical uh, protection? Are you guys still doing that or no? Nah, so like really it's like ban. It's like, I guess like I think something about like the NFLPA or something and they like kind of banned that. So now nah, we came in like, you just got to be ready to pick up pass protection. Yeah, like in, in the game. I mean, you would get like practice, like of course, like pass and thud up and stuff like that. But like, you know, truly like bull rush, uh, like somebody tried to bull rush me for like first play of the game, but like something like that, nah, you don't do nothing like that in practice no more. You're like, yeah, give me a, a minute to adjust to this, okay? Like not on the first play. Antoine though, right? Like he's coming in, you're not getting those reps, right? So you're not, and for Rio too, it's a hard, hard job. You're not getting those reps, right? So yeah. like you got to figure out uh, game time, like how are you going to, how are you going to fit it? Like that full first bull rush, like it hits different. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure, so like, it's, 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 having that feel, it's great. 
And I feel like pa the pass protection is the thing you typically hear people say is the hardest for running backs to adjust to coming into the NFL, that that's the thing that really separates the good from the great and can sometimes take a little bit. So Rashad, where do you feel like you stand on that now? And is, is that one of the areas that you felt like you needed the most growth in, or where did you stack when it came to the idea of being ready in pass protection as a rookie and, and where you're at now? Well, yeah, I mean, just my journey and things like that. I, I mean, I came in, I forgot, because uh, I went junior college, but that's my was my first assignment was to pass protect, uh, to earn the trust of, like, my coaches and, and things like that on my team. So, like, it, it all, uh, when they, when I really, like, locked, when I locked in on that, when that was my assignment, like, it, it was easy. So, it was just, like, common sense and easy for me ever since then. You just, like we said earlier, just all about being on the same page and, and just knowing football, knowing fronts, knowing this. So, you know, in signals. I mean, so that's been the biggest thing. I mean, my line, you know, like, you know, Haynes is the captain on the line, you know. So, like, as in, like, he's the one that's like the QB. So he just lets me know things like that by signals or sometimes he'll say it and things like that and give me everything I need to need to know. And then it's up for me. I know who they got and then obviously who they don't. I mean, obviously, yeah, obviously who they don't. And then, yeah, I got everybody who they don't. So like, you know, that's just the biggest thing. So nah, it wasn't really hard for me and things like that. I got better over time of like, um, just technique wise though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but you know, I whiffed two blocks in the game, though, but that's cool. It happens. I was trying to take take some dudes' heads off, but my whole line, see the big brothers, you know, when the little brother messed up, the big brother helped me out. They helped me out. Did they help you out? That's good to hear. That is good um, to hear. How about just being RB1 now this year? What do you feel like that changed about how you approach things? Did it change anything? How does it feel different as compared to last year going from being rookie to now you're you're the guy you're rb1 you're number one you, you, is that why you changed your number two is to be rb1 uh no i was just a big single digit honestly um since like i said during college so i was just a big single digit guy ever since then i'm in high school i wore like number 28 or so i was at first i wore two so i was a single digit guy and then i was like let me go to 28 because adrian peterson was like my favorite running back so like i was like let me go to 28 so i switched to 28 but then going to junior college things like that i always wanted a single digit and things like that so um that's really why i just switched my number i just feel like number one was like i looked it up on google like some some of the meanings behind number one and things like that it was like new chapter new beginning in your life and new you know different type of things adversity new standings and you know new principles and morals so that's what helped me change that and then just being coming to number one I mean for me it didn't change nothing um I still worked hard um I still work hard like I'm not number one I still hold myself to high regards and high standards uh you know coaches will tell you um, I'm glad we got the dub, but I'm upset at my performance. But, you know, I'm just grateful that we got the dub. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm just trying to do my job to the best ability. And I want to be great. So, you know, when you hurt, when you want to be great, you heard, you, you know, you the hardest on yourself. Like you, your biggest critic. And you got to kind of sometimes, you know, be easy on yourself. Yeah. Interesting. Allie, what do you what do you think about that? What do you remember about that for you? If it's like, let's say the team gets a W, you didn't feel good about your game, the dynamics of that. Yeah, it's really complicated. So, like, I think as a player, uh, I, most most people don't want to hear this, but like, honestly, like, you probably focus on your own stuff first. So, like, how you played impacts your, I think, how you feel about the week, and or at least for me, uh, like, if I played really well 
and the team didn't do well, I'd feel a little bit differently. I'd feel a little bit more positive going into it, like building some stuff. So I, I do take, I would take my own stuff a little bit uh, more seriously because you can only really focus on on you. Um, that that and that was my experience. But like when it, when you when you end up end up winning as a team, like that energy just can, like that builds like that sort of confidence throughout the week, like just makes you feel good, and you can feed off that, you know. So I think it's tough when like you don't play well and the team doesn't play well because there's really nothing feeding into you. Um, but so when you have it, like, when you have like an energy in a game like you guys just had, even if you had a game that you didn't really feel like you know you performed at the level that you wanted to, right? Because you're the hardest you put on yourself, like there's still so much energy to tap into and lean on those guys that, you know, you come back and you play to the next level, to the level that you want to next week, you know? For sure. Yeah. No, I'm already now. I'm already now. I plan on that for sure. You're already ready. You're wishing the game was here right now, I bet. All right. We are going to take another quick break. We're going to have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Once again, your co-hosts, Ali Marpet and Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. Brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Casey Phillips here with Ali Marpet and joined by running back Rashad White. Uh, so let's talk about your, your running back room a little bit. You've mentioned that you have a new running back coach, uh, Skip Pete. Um, what do you like about him? What do you feel like he could bring to you and, and the rest of that running back room? So what I like about Coach Pete is just um, who he is as uh, a man and uh, his character, honestly. So that's the, the biggest thing. And uh, what I really like about him is that no matter like who you are, how big you are, how good you are, um, you know, he always keeps you for sure, like, you know, level-headed and he always keeps it honest. He always be honest, you know, so i say that's the biggest thing. And, you know, he be on you, you know, he hold like he, you know, we talked and he know my standard that I hold for myself. So he hold me to that standard, but higher, you know, and, and that's what you want out of a coach. So, I mean, I really like him a lot. He brings a lot of great energy, uh, positive energy to the room and uh, we all appreciate it for sure. And uh, Ali, what do you, yeah, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, like, I feel like so running back coaching and running back rooms are so interesting. But one thing that I always, I was kind of curious about is like, so if you're like, if you're Rashad, if you're coaching running backs, okay, so like aiming point, ball security, uh, protections, there's some things like for sure you got to get down. But like at a certain point, you just cut a guy loose, right? Like how much can you really, I've never really understood. Like once you're at the line of scrimmage, like if you're a coach, are there things you really, like how like helpful can a coach be at that point versus like an innate ability to like have feel and figure that kind of stuff out? Do you know, do you understand my question? Yeah. I mean, I just think for that, like, yeah, I mean, like at the the end of the day, that's all he can coach. I mean, but I just feel like that's for a lot of positions though. Like, you know, like, (laughs) That's all somebody can coach is, um, you know, aiming point or, you know, whatever, like with O-line stands, um, you know, however you get off the ball, what right step to take, what, you know, what's the wrong step to take. But I so I feel like it's the same everywhere. But really, it's just, yeah, I mean, you know, them little details because them little details show up and, um, you know, they showed up for me Sunday, some of them. And, you know, the part of that probably just me was eager and, you know, just wanted it so much and, like, like, you know, things like that. But so that's all, like, he could coach. You know, tell me. I think you, you know, a little wide on this track. If you stay tighter, you might, you know, be able to do this or do that. So that's the big thing. That's a great part of having, like, a coach like that, though, that's very detailed where, 
you know, I mean, you can have some coaches that just be like, uh, well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. You, you, you know, not even paying attention to your track or, or things like that or on you about like little details. So I think that's what makes it really good too about it, you know, because then it's like, all right. And as a player, you, you know, you should clean it up, you know, and uh, you should understand what he's saying. And, you know, I understood what he was saying and things like that. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Other than that, yeah, as a running back, it's just instincts, man. It's just instincts. That's pretty cool. I like that. And uh, how about your some of your guys in the room? We got some new uh, faces, including Sean Tucker getting his first uh, NFL carries and such an interesting story for him of a guy that probably would have been drafted pretty high, but then has this, you know, heart condition come up during the combine. And so he goes undrafted and had to sit out at the beginning even of camp. Um, what has it been like to watch him go through that journey, which I'm sure is an incredibly emotional one in the way you start your career and to be able to really kind of prove himself and and force the coaches to see him as a, as RB two um, after you, what, what is it about him that got him on this roster and persevered through all that stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, I just think, yeah, Sean, I like him a lot. Uh, keep his head down. You know, he stayed to himself. He worked hard. And I mean, I remember that's how I came in, you know, I like, you know, you don't really, you come into something new, you don't really know. So you just, you know, kind of stay to yourself, but you keep your head down and, you know, you just try to earn the respect of others. And that's what he, that's what, you know, he did and what he did, obviously for the coaches and things like that. So I think it's really good. I mean, I, obviously out there in, in the game and stuff like that, I thought he, you know, he did a great job. He ran hard. Um, he's seen some protections and things like that that he had to pick up, caught a couple check downs, a couple uh, balls. And, you know, obviously um, the effort he was putting in on doing that as well as like special teams. So, I mean, it's really good, as you can see, like because it's like crazy to think. But I mean, I was just there a year ago. So it's like it just be it just be crazy. Like a lot of people like kind of see me as older, things like that. But I just still feel like I'm younger. You know, I just still be having like flashbacks. But it's just good to see Sean get out there and get some work in and, you know, just how he carries himself, how he handles himself and, you know, how focused he is on, on his craft and what he's trying to do and bring to the team. Yeah, that's hard to be in in the role you're in, you know, RB1, all these expectations. But, yeah, you are still incredibly young. It's a lot like how KDOT and Coquifed, they're the old mm -hmm. ones of their room, too. But you at least have, you know, you have Chase Edmonds in your room, too, that has been around for a little bit. Has he been able to help you with some of that to have? Is it nice yeah. to have a veteran like that in there with you? Great to have him. Great to have him. Man, keep me, yo, keep me, keep me there, you know, uh, especially, yeah, like I said, um, Sunday, keep me there. But, um, man, just great. You know, I pick his brain a lot. I mean, even like um, Patrick Lord, things like that. I pick his brain a lot, man. You know, he's been in the league like six years, whatever. It could be practice squad. Some games he started from Miami and things like that, where he came from at first. So I like I like that a lot. I'm the type of guy I want to learn. I'm eager to learn. I mean, learning is the only way, you know, you can grow as a human being. So um, I'm big on that. So just having Chase and, yeah, Patrick and things like that, guys I can pick my brain off of. I mean, I just – we watched the film. I asked Patrick to grade me. I'm hard on myself. Patrick gave me a B minus. I said, man, I just think that's because you like me. But, you know, and, you know, but things like that. So just having great guys like that, you can never go wrong. And, I mean, that's the biggest thing I try to pry myself off of, you know, at the end of the day, like being a great guy. Like, you know, it's hard to come across guys that – want to be a great guy as well as want to win yourself, of course, and want to achieve a lot of yourself. But, you know, when the other guy going to game, like when Sean going to game, you know, I'm cheering for him. I want him to do well. You know what I'm saying? I want him to be great. 
you know, because everybody adds a dimension and brings something, you know, different to the team, you know. So it's just great like that. And that's what Chase did. And Chase, you know, um, things like that. Chase still, I think, talented as heck. But he got in there, he ran hard, picked up like some second and second and twos and things like that. And, you know, um, just in a guy like that that I know, you know, because I know who I am as a competitor. I know who he is as a competitor, just him being here and how I can feel. I like to feel people out and observe and how much I know he more he can bring and how he just sit back and play his role and, and just understands the, the game of, of football in, in the NFL and things like that. So he teaches me a lot, honestly. Ali, I know. Oh, go ahead. I'm just saying, like, you asking to be graded out by uh, Patrick, it's like, it's, it's, for me, it's like wild. Like, so you, I just want to like contextualize it. Like, so you already feel like you didn't play it to the level that you wanted to, right? Or that, that's, no. how you, that's, how, exa- or so that's how you feel about the game, which I'm not saying or necessarily agreeing with, but I'm saying very few people would, at that point when they feel like they didn't perform well would say, hey, evaluate me. Like, who does that, dude? That's that's like, I, I would say I, I just balled out. You know, grade me real quick. But, <laughs> but like after a game that I was unsatisfied with and I'm still like, all right, I want you to evaluate me. And and like, like I'm telling you, that, that's, that's I think that's going to take you a long way. That's unbelievable. So that's that's a really cool uh, little tidbit there. Appreciate that. That's yeah. awesome, Rashad. Where do you uh, where do you think that comes from that you are that guy that's like, you know what, no matter what, I want the feedback. I want the help. I don't know. I don't care where it comes from. Where, where does that come from from you? Uh, honestly, just want to be great. Um, I mean, like I could see what I see, but at the same time, I like I said, I just like pick other guys' brains. Uh, you know, we all see different things, you know. And like I said, them guys been around the league for a good minute, so maybe I could have did this or did that. Like I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I, I said this last year plenty of times on like on interviews and things like that. Like I'm the type of guy that look back at the scoreboard. I mean, I think I missed something. Like you know what I'm saying? So like everything it just been on me, like how I was raised and my older brothers and just seeing how they was like. How we all grew up and, and how my mom just put a lot of weight like on her shoulders that's just how I am like something could go wrong I just say nah that's me I could have did this I mean like Ali could got beat you know and I could have made a move to still make Ali right or so like that's just who I am like I'm like nah that's me like I gotta make a move like I gotta make that guy miss and things like that so you know I don't know it just come from like you like I said just want to be great like you, you you work so hard to get to a point like this in your life and you know, you just like I said, I was like I said, I put so much pressure on myself that I really don't like care what like anybody else think or how much pressure they put on me because I mean, you know, I'm I'm my like I said, my biggest critic. You know, it's all about it's all about how I can look in the mirror and get better each day. That's super cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think for kids, other for me, there there. I mean, this isn't a good question, but I think there are some things that I've seen from like really great players, right? I think self-awareness is one, right? So like uh, ability to evaluate yourself and kind of like know your strengths and weaknesses, which it sounds like you just talking about your game you have. And then secondly, like is like a curiosity. It's like, how can I get better? Like where are the, like, like the guys who aren't curious don't get better. So like I just by the fact it, it sounds like so it sounds like you ha- have these things i'm just saying like that's gonna pay off like i just i like if i could <laughs> somehow uh you know bet on how your, your career is gonna be like based on those two things i feel like that's gonna get you uh, a long way so appreciate that hey trust me too dude it, it hurts though yeah <laughs> well you gotta look in the mirror and say like that's on me like it it, it shows a level of, like humility and like being honest like you know you can hold yourself you accountable for sure but like 
it hurts, you know, like, you know, certain things like I remember like from yesterday and things like that, like something I might have missed or something like that. Like I said, like it hurts to say like, you know, yeah, that's on me, you know, because you only get so many opportunities, man. It's like a like we always say and Ali know like it's a what's a small, a small margin like forever in this league and you just see it and just being young, you trying to kind of, like I said, learn so fast. You're trying to, you got to grow up so fast, man. And and that's just what, that's what, it, what it's about. That's yeah. so great. And yeah. I know that you had to grow up pretty fast too. I mean, you talked about the, the way that you had to put yourself through college. You had to go to Juco first that you have such a, you have in some ways a bit of an unconventional path to the NFL and that was especially to be a high draft pick, to be RB one, all that stuff. What stands out to you most about that journey and the way it impacted you and and how you were able to to get from there to here? I mean, so like I just said, I, and that's the biggest biggest reason why like I'm me, like and I put so much and I never take anything for granted or I never this that you know like a lot of people. It's the first game, like me. I just don't want to hear that. It's facts. It is true. We got sixteen more and plus where we trying to head to, but like. I just don't want to hear that. So just my journey, I just always feel like I, you know, I owed it to myself to be great. You know, I always told myself, like, why, like, go through all that journey? Like you said, like, I go through during college, there's no scholarships. You know, I had to pay this. I had to pay that. I had to pay, you know, for my own, you know, out in California where rent is high, you know, Skittles is high. Like, you know, can't even afford that. So I had to get a job, you know, go to school, play football. You know, you got to do all that. So I, I didn't put in all that work. I mean, go up to Arizona State, prove myself and earn that and, you know, be be grateful, be great, you know, grateful and thankful to get drafted third round off of playing like 11 games, Division One college. Like, you know, so a lot of stuff just opened my eyes and being like not taking anything for granted, being grateful. And like I said all the time, I tell myself, you know, you owe it to yourself. Like, you know, you didn't get out here. You didn't put all that work so far. I mean, you didn't put all that work in. So why not be great? Why not be, you know, a legend? Why not be remembered, you know? And that's the biggest thing for me. That's great. Uh, we're Ali Marpet and Case Phillips here talking to Rashad White. You mentioned that you had to put yourself through all those things, do some jobs. What were the weirdest jobs that you did during that time frame? Uh, I don't know. Most of my jobs was kind of smooth because they always like just warehouse jobs. So, I mean, you know, you had to load like trucks and things like that. Some of them was with furniture. Some of them was just with, with other stuff, with certain boxes or so that, you know, you had to put it in, you know, and, and, and you had to organize and neat. You had to stack them neat in a certain way, things like that, like the structure of it. So it was just crazy, man. It was just amazing. I mean, I just remember getting up. I was working at four or five in the morning, getting as many couple hours as I as I could. And uh, it was just, it was just like, it was just like different, man. And I, I got, a, I got a guy pops that helped me, like, you know, that helped me get them, get that job. And it was through like this temp agency called People Ready. So that way I can just still be able to go to school or play and play football but then when a job opened up they needed somebody to come and just fill in for some few hours or a couple hours I can just go whenever I you know if I had time and things like that so I never really thought it was weird jobs I mean I remember I worked at I, I like buy furniture for sure a lot like I like their warehouse a lot like just you know stacking the couches and all the things that in the aisles and in a, at a warehouse that needed to be shipped out and then load them into the trucks and things like that. So it was just, it just showed me. And I remember I was telling myself and I still remember a lot of memories to this day. I said, man, this is not what I want to do. This is not who I want to be. I, I don't want this to be my nine to five. Wait, hold on. I got to get some clarity here. Were you, <laughs> were you working out and doing the, the warehouse jobs? 
Yeah, yeah. Like I was working out. Yes, going to school. Yeah, and doing the warehouse job. Yeah. Like so, I I did I did work for a moving company like one like a couple summers like just picking up shifts here and there to earn some extra money. Like that was my workout for the day, dude. Like I'm not doing, and that was in the summer. I'm not doing school. I'm not doing football practice on top of that it was just training in that and i was like nope like i'm just i'm just moving this furniture today like that's my that's my one thing i couldn't even like that's mind-blowing to me yeah it was like it was crazy it was amazing man though it just helped mold me into like the man i am today though like the hard work and the structure just uh, like i said being not taking anything in life for granted understanding the opportunity understanding you know being present and um just being, you know, just being grateful for everything, you know. And how has being a dad affected that too? I mean, I know that that early part of your journey had a bit of impact, but now I know, man, you are girl dad extreme. Like you, I can just tell, like you love that little girl. You take her everywhere with you. Like she, I can tell just you're the apple of her eye. Like it's just, it's really cool to watch y'all's relationship. What has that meant to you and how has that affected the man that you are now? Uh, it means a lot. It means a lot, especially on like, uh, like you know, not times like this. I remember I was just talking to another coach, Coach Stan, and you know, and people could see it like kind of over your your face and body language. Like you for sure happy. Like you know, like I said, like I'm happy uh, about the win for sure. But just certain things just take you to a whole new space, like dimension. So just being able to see my daughter and things like that, it just get me out of like, all right, football mode now. And like, let's be a dad. Like, let's just cherish, like, you know, cherish life. And, you know, it's, you know, a time where you need to be all the way locked in on football. And then there's times where you need a break. And my daughter is like a huge break and that reliever for me than just seeing her always makes me be like, all right, like, it'll make me be like, skip that game. It is what it is. Like, I'm just happy, like, you know, my daughter right here here she's healthy she's smiling uh you know it's just crazy then just seeing like you said uh, i mean coming from last year to like how big and how old and how much she talked now and just her teeth and she smile like me and just get a lot of goofy things like me it just it just be amazing to see like how your child gets you know your characteristics and you know how they act and and then you just try like me i'd be like nah she didn't get that for me and i tell her mom that all the time like she wants to get that for her mom she wants to get that from you all, all the good traits from you, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like people thought thinking my daughter looked like me because when I was young, I guess we got some similarities, but I'd be saying she looked like her mom. That's great. And it is interesting to talk about, you know, Ali, he mentioned the idea of the needing the break occasionally. And I think this is something that's so interesting for professional athletes who, you know, what your, your work world is out there for the world to see. And, you know, we, I totally understand why sometimes fans are like, they don't, they don't want to see guys joking around or smiling or laughing after a game at all. And like, what is the way to balance the idea of, you know, you take your job seriously. You are really upset if either you don't play well or the team doesn't play well, but then the mental side of now, what, how do you, you know, do you sit in that all the time? Or is there a point where you have to go to your daughter, go to friends, go to do other things and pull yourself out of it? John, I love that you just said that like that. Cause like I said, you like, it is essential. Like if you want to perform at your best, like you have to decompress. You just can't hold on to that all the time as a player. It's impossible. Fans may expect that of you or something, which is maybe a little outrageous. Like at the end of the day, like you need to, you have to compartmentalize a little bit and figure out a way to decompress so that you can come back on Wednesday with like a newfound energy and passion. Cause if you're just like, like you're saying in the hallway, if, uh, if that or someone sees you and they, they tell 
you that you're not you're not feeling as good as you want, are like want to be. Like you need to have that so you can come back on Wednesday and be like, oh, that, that's Rashad. Like like that's that that's the energy, you know. So I'm that's awesome that you have that with your daughter. I'm curious, dude. Is there are there anything else in like Tampa? Is there anything else you do to like decompress or anything like that? Like nothing. Really, I just relax. Uh, the biggest thing I probably say is like, I mean, guys like Mike and things like that. Like we uh we'll play the game or whatever, certain a couple hours throughout, like in the evening. Like you know, we we be we be big on like two K fans and things like that. Like we like we love basketball, even though we football players. So like you know, we be playing with one another on the game and things like that. Obviously, when my brothers back home, uh, they be on the game, so we play together. My uncle, my family. So just being in that chat and things like that, and you just hearing your your siblings and you just hearing your teammates and you know just be colliding them together like that's the crazy part like Mike playing with my boys and my friends and things like that and they like yo like I'm really playing the game with Mike Evans and stuff I'm like y'all chill 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 and they like bro you see him every day and stuff like that so it's different for you like like we really and Mike be like nah chill though I ain't nothing special it's stuff but it's just funny man and it, and now I think that's another thing outside of that and then like you said you just come to work and you be locked in like for me uh I try to watch a much film here and there when I can at home, but most of the time I just like coming in. I like I come in on Tuesday and get a get a good amount of film film in for an hour, hour and a half or so, and I bring like a vet in with me, like a guy I text a guy like Chase or Pat and I, or both of them, and I tell them, yo, I'm uh, can you you know I'm coming up there at like ten, can you be there at ten or you gonna be there earlier? So just spin that in, but then it's like when you outside of uh, of there, you just try to you know it's a lot of you know you try to get so much positivity. Like, you know, because like at the end of the day, I'm harping about the game, but at the end of the day, it's, it, it is what it is. Like, it's never too high, never too low, you know, at the end of the day. And, you know, so much negativity like like going on, going around in, in the world. You got to find positivities through a lot of avenues, you know, that you can, that things that you like to enjoy to do. That's great. I love that. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. We have a few minutes left here on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. It's time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. We are joined by running back Rashad White. Uh, We got our first home game coming up this next week um, and taking on the Bears. Tell me your, I know it's super early in the week in terms of game planning. If you don't know anything about them yet, that is acceptable. But if, uh, is there anything that stands out to you about, uh, about the Bears at this point? Uh... Obviously, I mean, we were just talking about them, honestly. Uh, we just think uh, that they're very athletic, um, have a, a good, fast, and physical defense uh, from our offensive point of view. And, uh, you know, that they do a lot of things, like, really, really well um, and things like that. So we just try to figure out, you know, what, what some of their base things is and, and, and then – you know, obviously get our game plan around that where we feel like certain things of our scheme uh, that might work on them. But as of right now, we just know they really athletic. Um, they fast for sure. And um, they got some really, really good players. And, you know, in, 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 in the, the box and things like that, um, you know, is, is, is stout for sure. So, you know, it's a good challenge. I mean, anytime you go out there on Sunday, uh, what I learned, even just being a young player, you can think this or you can think that. But the games, all, all of them really most likely come down to the wire. Like it's hard to get blowouts in this league for sure. That's for sure. All right. We only have about 30 seconds left. Allie, what do you remember about first home game for you? What that that feeling is like of of each season? 
I just the energy and excitement. Like I feel like uh, I don't know how to like stumble over my feet. Like uh, like eventually you find the rhythm, but like I feel like the first like one two plays of the game, like there's so much energy. I feel like it's more important for me to be like listen to calm music before and chill out because like I'm gonna get it out there. Like I need to go out and be relaxed. So uh, that's awesome. I love that. Well, Rashad, thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome. And uh, we wish you all the luck this next week. We really appreciate you coming on. It's been a blast. Thanks for having me on. All right. That was Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio.